0: First Kings chapter nineteen. I love when God gives you something out of the same thing you preached out of before. I've preached out of this uh, chapter here several times, but I was looking at it again, and the thought hit me. And uh, at last Wednesday we preached on uh, when Jesus stayed for two days later than when they said that uh Lazarus was sick and i use that phrase that jesus set down even when jesus sat down doing nothing he's doing something uh, i want to look here in chapter 19 verse 1 and ahab told jezebel all that elijah had done and with all how, how he had slain all the prophets with the sword then Jezebel sent a message to Elias, saying, "So let the gods do unto do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time." And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. And this is a man. This is a scared man, a man of fear, and came to Beersheba which belong with the Judah, and left his servant there. And I say, when you're facing troubles and trials, one of the biggest mistakes you'll ever do is go by yourself. And that's exactly what he does. He left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my fathers. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to touch our hearts, lift us up, encourage us, help us to be what we need to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Like I said, we talked about last Wednesday night about how Jesus sat down. And when he's not doing nothing, he's still doing something. The Bible tells us in Exodus that uh, uh, Moses grew tired and they put a stone under him that he could sit down and they held his arms up and Israel won the battle. Moses seemed to be doing nothing but they still won the battle tonight. Tonight I want you to look at Elijah. The Bible said that he sat down and as a child of God... To, to discern whether this is where God wants you to be at or God wants you in another place. It would have been different if Elijah had kept going instead of just sitting down. It it would have been different if, if his servant would have been there to encourage him, but because he's going to a place that he shouldn't and he went alone, Now he's saying things that he should not be saying. This man, Elijah, is the man that all preachers look at. They look up to. This is the prophet of God used to do miracles. He prayed and fire fell down from heaven. I I think when I look up to heaven and ask God, Do to me what you've done to Elijah. I believe the reason in this scripture is that every man of God, every child of God, every servant of God, that we all wind up somewhere like Elijah. He ended up under a juniper tree. Somewhere around, somewhere in your life, there's a juniper tree with your name on it tonight. There are people that are hurting for reasons you may not understand. I don't know what your hurt is and you don't know what my hurt is. You don't know the reason why my heart is hurting. But I do know this. If you're not careful, we'll let those things drive us to a place of giving up. We will let those things uh, uh, in our life drive us to a point where we're looking up in heaven and say, God, I have had enough. And you can get there faster than you think you can. If you're really trying to do something for God, hang on. There's a burden bigger than you can bear. You think the three Hebrew boys uh, could have buried being bound up and cast in a fiery furnace? You think the children of Israel uh, could handle the bondage of Egypt and then when they finally uh, in out of Egypt and, and the road layed straight to the Red Dead Sea? You think Daniel, Daniel could handle being cast into the lion's den? I've heard people say, well, God only gives us so much that we can take and what we can bear. I don't think God looks at any of us and say, well, they can handle it. I don't believe God looks at a family and say they can handle cancer. I I don't think God looks at a family and says they can handle death. I don't believe God looks at a family and says you can handle that. But I believe God does look at us and say I can trust them with that. He didn't say they can handle it. He didn't say they can handle the sickness, the pain or the suffering, but he did say, I can trust them with that. What a great thought that God can trust you. He knew Elijah could not handle the lashing of the tongue of Jezebel. He could not handle the fight against Ahab but God knew that he could trust him. You think Job could handle every one of his children being killed? You think Job could handle losing everything that he had worked for? God looked at Satan and said, Hast thou considered my servant Job? God knew Job could not handle it. But God knew that he could trust Job. Job went to the ash heap, covered his step in sackcloth, and he said, The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. Bless the name of the Lord. It's not your strength or ability that God is looking for. God is looking to see if he can trust you, what he has put on you. In chapter 17, you read chapter 17 of 1 Kings, the Bible said, Elijah hid himself by the church brook, but God said, and it shall be thou, thou shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you, be there. He had to be there in order for God to do what God needed to do. Here we find Elijah's ministry is the first part of his ministry, uh, being where God has placed him at, being where God told him to be at. And when Elijah got there, he found out that he didn't have to get there and hoping God had been there, hoping he going to wait on God. But when Elijah got there, he found that God had already was there waiting on him. He said, I don't have to wait to see what God's doing. He's already done, done it. He's taking care of my needs. He's taking care of my wants. When I got there, he has already commanded the ravens to take care of me, to feed me. Everything that I need is already here. But two chapters later, Elijah picks the place. He's been in the presence of God. He's seen the power of God. He's prayed to fire down. He's seen God do the impossible. Because Elijah was where God told Elijah to be. But now Elijah says, I picked the place. Listen, when you find a place, it's more likely like you have picked the wrong place. If it's not where God has directed you to, if it's not where God has laid your heart to be at, you can bet the shorts uh, that you have picked the wrong place. God knew Elijah. Elijah started calling the shots. He said, You stay here. He's talking to his servant. said, You stay here. And when he gets there, he's not praying like uh, back in, uh, when he was praying for the dead boy. He's not asking for the oil not to waste. He's not asking God to prove himself this day that thou people may know that thou art the true God of Israel. He's not praying that kind of prayer. You're fixing to hear a prayer come out of the, one of the greatest prayer warriors in all of God's word that you never heard before. He says, it's enough. I've had enough. Take my life away. Why? Because he sat down in the wrong place. He sat down in the wrong place. He called the shots. He's right where he wants to be, not where God wants him to be. And let me just say this. If your life is in a disarray tonight, if you're struggling with a lot of things, it might be you need to ask God, is this the place you want me at? Or is there another If you allow God to direct you to the place where God wants you, I guarantee you your blessings will be full and God's presence will be in your life. Your prayer life will be a whole lot better when you're in the presence of God and in the place of God wants you at. Let me give you quick three things about this place where Elijah's at. and We'll go home. First, God still knew where Elijah was in verse 5. And he laid and slept under a juniper tree Behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. In case you're ever feeling the shade of a juniper tree over you, in, in case you're ever down, uh, set down in the wrong place, in case you're uh, are in a place that you shouldn't be, God still knows where you're at. Elijah was the one that picked it. He's the one that said, I'm done. Here's the one that said, I, I, I would be better off dead. God said, You choose your own route. You can choose your own place if you want to. But I still know where you're at. If you ever felt like throwing a towel in? But somewhere along the way you felt that heavenly breeze come through your mind, come through your heart, come through your soul. You ought to be thankful that he didn't leave you in that dried up place of misery. But he came to where you was and said, I know where you're at. You don't have to sit down here and die, Elijah. He tells us the same thing. When your life gets in a pot and you feel like you're in the valley, you don't have to sit down here. You don't have to waddle in it. I know where you're at. Sometimes we feel like God doesn't know us, God doesn't see us. We're going through battle after battle after battle and we think God doesn't even care about me, but God says, I know where you're at. He said, Arise and eat. He looked and behold, there was a cake. Taken on the coals and a cruise of water. Let me say something about Elijah and this little place that he was picked out. God still knew how to provide for him there. God still knew what, what he needed to give him. When you get to that place, you tell God, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading the Bible. I don't feel like preaching. I don't feel like witnessing. I don't feel like telling anybody about you. I don't feel like studying the word of God. I don't feel like being a Christian. I don't feel like being a Christian mother. I don't feel like being a Christian daddy. I don't feel like keeping my house in order. Until you get to that place, even as out of obligation, I'm still going to put my nose in the Bible. I'm still going to go somewhere and find a place to pray. And all of a sudden, the windows of heavens open up and pours out the blessings. The Holy Ghost begins to move in your life and your soul. You will not understand what Elijah is going through until you've been in that place in your life. And some of you have been there. Some of you are living there now. You just don't understand. God still knew where Elijah was. Even though Elijah picked the place, even though Elijah went on his own, God still knew where he was at. And God knew what to say. Verse 7, the angel Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. I see Elijah says, What's wrong with you? I've said I've had enough. Well, God said, you know, just take a little bit of participation and then you can go back to sleep. Just go ahead and eat a little bit. Any of you have gotten in a corner said, I'm done. I'm tired of singing. I'm tired of witnessing. I'm finished. I'm just tired. I am done. God said, well, since you're tired, eat some more bread. Drink some more water. There's a whole lot bigger things ahead of you than you can understand. And Elijah says, wait a minute, God, didn't you hear me? I'm, I'm through. I said, I feel like giving up. Elijah rose and did eat. It's about the bread. It's about the bread, putting something down in you when you're hungry, when you're empty. It's about eating something from heaven on high. He will give it you something that will help you to keep you going for another day. And the Bible says he fed him twice and he went 40 days on that journey, day and night. God knows exactly what to say to get our attention. He knows what to do. He knows where you're at even though you chose the place to sit down at. And Can I say this lastly? God still has something for you to do. Listen, Elijah prayed and he asked, why are you here, Elijah? Elijah said, I'm all alone. And here's a guy that called fire out of heaven. I'm looking at his prayer now. It's not the same kind of man that I read about the fire from heaven. Not the same man that prayed about the oil. Why are you here, Elijah? Jezebel's trying to kill me. Ahab is trying to kill me. I'm by myself, said Elijah. No, Eliza, you chose to be by yourself. He is the one who told his servant to stay behind as he went on. Many times in our troubles, we choose to be by ourselves. That's your fault, not God's fault. I, even I, only am left. There is none around me. God said, No, there's a multitude who hasn't bowed the knee down. We're not the only ones doing this. I'm going to tell you what, when they have a camp meeting somewhere or a revival somewhere, you go there and visit them. You listen to them, and you'll see a lot of people you don't know doing the same thing that we're doing. They're God's people. He said, I still have got something for you to do. The Lord said unto him, Go. And Jehu, to be king over Israel. And Elisha, to be a prophet in thy room. He said, I'm fixing to give up. And God said, no. Because there's somebody out there that is coming that needs you, Elijah. You're going to show him. Listen, something that when they see, and it's not just you, but when they see the power that I use through you, they're going to get hungry for it. And then one day he's going to take that mantle and he's going to strike the ground. Where is the Elijah now? And he's not going to remember you giving up, but he's going to remember the power of God that worked for you, the miracles of God worked for you. That's what he's going to remember. You're about ready to give up tonight. Can I say, it's not time to give up. Somebody out there needs you. There's somebody out there that's just waiting for a word, and you're the one that can take the word to them. You're the one that can be a blessing to them tonight. I've always been told... Don't sit down when there's a job to be done. And now, can I tell you this? We've got a job to do. It's not time to sit down. It's time to get up and start moving. It's time to do what God, it's time to ask God, God, where do you want me at? Is this the place? Do I need to look for another? Because every time you direct yourself, every time you lead yourself, and I find this myself, I lead myself to the wrong place. And God will leave you there for a while to get your attention until you get down on your knees and start asking, Lord, get me out of here. And that's when he comes to you.